0: Today is April 26, and our passage for today is 1 Chronicles chapter 29. David is giving his final remarks before the people, before he dies, before he turns everything over to Solomon. And he starts out by saying, Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The key phrase there is that God had chosen him. When God chooses someone, God equips them. God has the ability to take the lowest of the low and to put within them the skills and the abilities. Oh, yes, they have to hone them. Yes, they have to receive them. But it is God who allows people to rule. He sets up one and puts down another. King Solomon was young and inexperienced. Don't you think that he heard what his dad said about him over and over? He's young. He's inexperienced. He needs wisdom. So therefore, what was the first thing that Solomon asked God for? What was the greatest thing he asked Him for? He knew from his father who was an older man, a great warrior, experienced, humble in his own eyes. Yes, he had moments of pride, but David's life was one of humility. And he had seen that, and so he went before God and said, God, I need wisdom. You are a great God, and you're the true and living God, and your people are a great people, but I'm a young man. I need help. He had heard his daddy say that over and over again, and so he was ready to listen. And so it says, and the work is great. You see, God's work is great. It's not something that we halfway do. It's not something we hit at and play at. It's something that we do with all of our heart and with all of our mind. And so he says, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work is great. Listen to this. Because the temple that he's going to build is not for man but for the Lord God. Oh, Lord, give us people in our churches that understand the work we do is great. And the work we're called to is great. And we don't need to halfway do it. Everything we do, we need to do with excellence. Where the people will say, oh, it's going to be for the church. That's going to be a great building. That's going to be a great project. It won't be halfway done because those are the people of God. And they're going to make sure that God is glorified and honored in all that we do. Oh, that it would come the day that people would say that once again. Do you realize that the greatest buildings... The greatest edifices of any kind that were built down through the centuries were built by the people of God who named the name of Christ. They built the greatest hospitals. They built the greatest schools. They built the greatest buildings, the churches, the architecture. I have walked in St. Sophia in Istanbul. Earlier it was called Constantinople, and before that it was called Byzantium. It was changed to Constantinople uh, during the days of Constantine the Great, and then during the Muslim period, it was called Istanbul. But the reason that I refer to that city, Istanbul, is Saint Sophia that was built as one of the great cathedrals of the ancient Byzantine world. That was the finest building of the age, and it is still standing today, and so I'm just telling you, down through history, when you built a great work, you built it for God. That is what we've gotten away from. Now, we just want to get by. You see, we'll build our big palatial homes, and we'll make sure that our kids have the best, but when it comes to the church, we want to tip God. What you don't want to do is say, now, people, we're going to furnish this room back here, and we want you to, if you want to give something, you bring your stuff, I'll guarantee you, people will go buy new stuff and take it to their own home, by and large, and they will bring the old stuff that's worn out to the church. It's just the way that we look at things, and it's a shame and a disgrace before God. David said, this is a great work. This is a great work because it is the temple that is for God, not for man. Now for the house of the Lord my God, David said, I have prepared with all my might He said, I put my very best foot forward. Gold for the things to be made of gold. Silver for the things of silver. Bronze for the things of bronze. Iron for the things of iron. Wood for the things of wood. Onyx stones. Stones to be set. Glistening stones of various color. All kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above of all that I have prepared for the Holy House, my own special treasure of gold and silver, listen to this, 3,000 talents of gold, tons, tons, tons of gold, and it's fine gold of Ophir. 7,000 talents of refined silver. That's over 200 tons, almost 300 tons to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for the things of gold, silver for the things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen, who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord Then the leaders of the father's houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel and captains of thousands and of hundreds with the officers over the king's work offered willingly. Now, why did they offer willingly? Because David, their leader, had offered willingly. Oh, my word. Think about it. What a leader. He said, look, I'm giving everything and over and above everything. I've prepared. I've put thought into this. And I am giving. I want to give more than anybody else. And by the way. David, the king, gave more than anyone to build this house, and he wasn't even going to step foot in it. Not one time would he ever even see it. But he was building for the next generation. He was building for a dynasty that was going to be his legacy. And he gave and he gave and he gave. And that's why he could turn around and boldly say, now it's your turn. Now it's your time. Now I need you to step up to the plate and knock a home run. Why? Because he had knocked it out of the park. You see, this is what leaders do. They lead. They don't say go. They lead and say follow. Because this is the way that God has always done it. When God wants to do something, he raises up a man. When he wants to do something, he raises up a person. When he does something, he uses individuals. And they lead the way. And so the Bible says that these people offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of the Lord 5000 Thousand talents and 10,000 dariks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze and 100,000 talents of iron. Now you say, well, how much is that? 5,000 talents is about a 190 tons, 190 tons, a ton is 2,000 pounds. An ounce of gold is a little less than $2,000 right now on the uh, spot gold market. Now think about this. There are 14 ounces to most of the measurements of precious metals, not 16, 14, sometimes 12 troy ounces, but let's just take the low figure, 12 troy ounces, and uh, that makes a pound. An ounce sells for uh, less than $2,000 now. Now, think about this. Tons, tons, tons of gold, tons of silver. 190 tons. That's what 5,000 talents is. About 185 pounds of gold. 18,000 talents of bronze. This was the equivalent to about 675 tons. <laughs> 100,000 talents of iron, that's 3,750 tons. Now, I'm telling you, these people went all out. You see, the temple that Solomon built was worth hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, I can just hear some of the gatekeepers. Oh, I think he's spending too much. I, I, ju- I just think we're going overboard. I mean, they're making this like we're building this to a god or something. Can you believe it? I mean, you'd think that they're giving this to God. Well, this is just so that the king can have more. Just so I mean, uh, I just believe God's anywhere and everywhere, and you can worship him anytime, anywhere you want to, and it doesn't matter. Why are we giving all this away? Well, this could be given to... To your kids or to uh, something else, or you could, no, I know how it is. I've been doing this a long time. And one of the reasons, I must say, one of the reasons why the people don't give is because the leaders don't give. They expect others to pay their way. We're living in an age when leaders, pastors, others think they're CEOs instead of servants. God help us. David said, I'll give more than anybody else. I'll give because he had more than anybody else. And to whom much is given, much will be required. Now, I understand what some of you are saying. I'm just getting by. Well, God knows that. But you need to give percentage wise as much or more than anyone else. Why? Because you're the leader. And again, you have a great responsibility. I have a great responsibility. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. You see, he recognized right up front he didn't own anything. And you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. You're the one that gave this to me, God, and you reign over all. And in your hand is power and might. It is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, we our God. We thank you. We praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you. And of your own, we have given you. In other words, it's all yours. All we're doing is giving back to you. Now, that's as clear a statement on giving as you'll ever find in the Bible. We give because it's his. We're just stewards. We're managers. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you. As were all our fathers, our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. Boy, what a perspective. I'm telling you, this needs to be put on a plaque somewhere for everybody to read every time we come into the church. I want you to go back and read that again. Just read it again from chapter 10 all the way through 15. What a tremendous passage. And for some of you, you may have read this in the past, but it didn't mean much to you. Go back and read that again. Oh, Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand. And look at this and is all your own. Verse 16. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. I know, God, that you've given this to us to see if we're going to really honor you. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now, with joy, God loves a cheerful giver. The word cheerful in the New Testament, in that passage when Paul was writing to the Corinthians, he said God loves a cheerful giver. It is the Greek word hilarion, where we get our word hilarious. In other words, you need to give, not till it hurts, give until there's joy. That's right. Give until it's hilariously happy and joyful. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people, and fix their heart toward you, and give my son Solomon a loyal, a whole heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes, to do all these things, and to build the temple which I have made provision. David, I'm just overwhelmed at David's generosity because you see, he is building a building. He's prepared and he's doing all this in a place he'll never see. He's planting trees he'll never sit under. He is making a fruit tree that he'll never eat from. And so David said to all of the assembly, now bless the Lord your God. Bless God. Say good things about God. So all the assembly blessed the Lord God of their fathers and bowed their heads and prostrated themselves before the Lord and the king. And Solomon was anointed king. Wow. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions.